How's it going, everybody? I'm Michael Rock. And I'm Brendan Collins. And this is the Balls Over the Top podcast. We're going to talk a little bit about sports, uh, a little bit about life, probably make each other laugh a little bit, and uh, hopefully you guys will enjoy uh, the conversation. So, uh, with that being said, why don't we just jump right into things? Yeah, let's start it off. Uh, so the first thing we're looking at today, first thing on our docket, was uh, the NFL's looking into coming back right now. They're finalizing protocols with the NFLPA yes. and trying to get everything sorted out for that return. I mean, coming off this COVID thing, no sports, there's nothing I'm looking forward to more than kicking back on a Sunday and watching some football. NFL football really can't be beat as far as the activity of sitting down. It's Sunday. You have nothing to do but watch football. Yeah, I mean, fantasy with it now. Also, a lot of the states where there's, uh, like, sports books. I mean, there's so many ways to get involved with it, too, that uh, really the players become important, the games become important. Uh, it's awesome. So uh, I'm really, though, I have no idea how they're going to do this. I, I am I am skeptical, to say the least, as much as it pains me to say. Uh, I just don't know how you play football with social distancing guidelines and in a way that's that's safe. You can't. Football is basically a, a sport of aggressive hugging. Yeah. And that's been that's been gone for for months now. Yeah, and and, and you know me, I, I love an aggressive hug. You, but, you do. But uh, it's definitely one of those things where I, I think there's going to be a struggle for ownership and, and like team organizations in keeping everybody's spirits up if they are doing it successfully and that's a big if um but i i think there's going to need to be some form of leash or or maybe that's a, a wrong word to use but you know some form of guidelines and strict guidelines maybe not a bubble but there's got to be some something keeping people reeled in because with the, how big the rosters are you're it's a disaster waiting to happen and honestly, you were probably even looking at expanding the rosters because at this point, if if a player goes down and they test positive and they cannot participate in football for two weeks, which is like the mandatory quarantine time, you know, we're looking at, you know, an infection window of multiple days possibly. Like, it, 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 it could hit an, a whole team, wipe out a whole team, so they're going to need deep reserves. Exactly. You're looking at the possibility of clusters. It's not like you'll see, oh, there was one positive test on this whole team. You'll get minimum three or four. We were seeing three or four on a team in baseball where there, there were only maybe 18 guys in the dugout at any given time. When, when you're looking at a football sideline, huddles, locker rooms, individual position meetings, uh, the film review sessions. I mean, there's so many aspects of this that uh, the weight room uh, that it's going to be very difficult to stay out of each other's space and out of each other's way. Um, which makes it interesting. They came out just a few hours ago today that the looks like the league and the players are agreeing to a testing protocol. Uh, looks like it'll be almost daily during the season, and uh, looking into how the training camps are going to get open back up and just now Adam Schefter was tweeting that the league may be uh, pushing for zero preseason games. Which so. I think is probably possibly one of the craziest things to come out of this is the eradication of the preseason. Well, 
for years people have been treating it like a joke. So and it, I and to some extent it is as far as like quality of football goes. But realistically, those are the 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 highlights of the lowest players on those rosters. The guys who get cut well, that's exactly still get their shine. The bottom third, bottom quarter of the roster is really shaped by the preseason every year, and so they're the guys that are hurting from this the most. But. But by the same token, this season might give them might give them the benefit of possibly having their number called just because of the way that this virus is, takes over. The, You're right. It might give them the benefit of being called upon for real NFL games, but there's also the chance that you're seeing a lot of these guys not even making rosters in the first place. You're Instead, the six-round pick who's going to drastically underperform or, or even the Christian, the Christian Hackenbergs of the world who... Once you they got into preseason, you went, oh wow, this guy can't play. Not not yeah, NFL no, quality. He's not NFL quality. They're gonna make the roster still just based on the pedigree of their of their uh, resume and their experience. And the guy who would have played his way onto the roster, the undrafted free agent, might not have that opportunity. Yeah, probably uh, doesn't get that luxury if he's not you know making plays in the backfield or. or Hyping up, especially if he doesn't have the physical attributes, uh, the measurable stuff that that puts him ahead of his competition. Exactly. And yeah. We'll put it this way: Wes Welker's not making the team this year. There's not a you chance. Know? Um, so that that could be an interesting dynamic that we see. Uh, but I think that could scale all the way down too. I mean, what's happening in college sports? Are players just skipping a year of eligibility then? What happens to the additional players coming in then? Are we going to have five years of students trying to play in a backlog, kind of a running backlog that runs because of this? Um, how many how many football teams stay afloat without a season of income of of you know stadium ticket sales oh, and the boosters and yeah. television revenue and all that stuff absolutely and so it really hurts everybody all around but I'm I'm curious to see how it pans out this testing every day could be useful I mean right now it showed Major League Baseball I think they said there were like only three positive tests in the NBA bubble today it said there were zero positive tests uh, maybe it, it is doable with these guys taking it seriously but again we're talking rosters you could combine the Major League Baseball roster and the NBA roster. Uh, and exactly and the NBA rosters and you're still only making up a, a portion of the NFL roster, not to mention position coaches, equipment managers, trainers, nutritionists, uh, you name it. Yeah. It's it just the scale of the NFL is so Water much boys. bigger. Laundry people. The, the, the to keep the NFL running is quite the machine. The ball boy. The, the ball boy. The guy who runs with the chain gang and just carries the little middle part. It's the, it's the mascots. All of them. Every mascot. Every mascot also gets tested. Not to mention half the mascots have the inflatable versions. Yeah. So those... Well, they're, then they're already in a bubble, so they're fine. <laughs> it's made of N95. It's made of N95. They put the filter... They put a coffee filter on the intake fan. <laughs> and they, they send them out. Coffee, ta- coffee filter with a rubber band? Yeah, it's, it's perfect. That's all you need. So um, so it's going to be fascinating. Uh, I mean, it can be done. We're seeing the Bundesliga ra- uh, wrapped up successfully 
without any really major outbreaks. We saw the, I mean, the MLS is back tournament is finishing up the group stage right now, which we'll probably come back to that a little bit later. Yeah. Um, and like I said, if the NBA bubble's working as it's supposed to, uh, even if there are people not wearing masks occasionally and snitching on one another, which is hilarious. Yeah. That's all part of that NBA drama that they just beef up, which is, hey, good marketing on their part. Um, They might be able to do it, but I don't see fans. No, there's no no chance that fans come into this. And we've actually, we've discussed this already, where we were talking about how Roger Goodell announced previously that they were planning on letting the local authorities kind of designate how they allow fans into the arena and I don't even think we agreed on it but I think it's I think it's crazy I think the NFL probably just needs to take responsibility take the hit off the jump and just say we're not having fans this season that would be the smart thing to do but it's not the money making thing to do I'm just saying the NFL doesn't often distinguish what uh, protect their players what (laughs) hey they have a long rich history of protecting their players Brenton. I'm sorry. Everybody who doesn't play quarterback. Oh, uh, oh, yeah. Oh, no, yeah, no, 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 no. Those guys are screwed. Never mind. Just take opioids. It'll this, be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Make all your oh, problems go away. On. They can't prove you have a concussion. Just shake it off. Just shake it off. Listen, your eyes are still in your head, and they both still look forward for the time being. So go get out there. Play some football. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I think I think we can switch it up. I want to talk about how we've just seen Messi win his seventh Golden Boot. Does that is is Messi the best player we're going to see in our lifetimes? I thought we were talking about news here. It's 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 not news that Messi's the goat. Yeah. I mean, uh, he might be our lifetime. Well, it's long, so it's, and, well, hopefully. Well, <laughs> we really don't know. Um, if you think of a lifetime, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll think of somebody, my grandfather's alive. I mean, Messi's definitely not the best player of his lifetime. Right. I don't know if I'd say definitely. Definitely is maybe a little bit harsh, a little yeah. bit dismissive. Messi's phenomenal. Um, Arguably. With some solid points. But there's... There's a lot of players that play in a lifetime. Yeah. When a play, he's the greatest of this era. Yeah. Um, the only one in the conversation with him is Cristiano, which. And really, I, I think that breaks down between the two of like Cristiano's the best best athlete we've seen play soccer in our lifetime, and mm-hmm. I think Messi is the best soccer player we've probably seen in our lifetime. That makes sense. Um, I have a little bit of an issue with the fact that he never left. Uh, he never left Barcelona. Why you think he was? You think he was cushioned there? You think he was protected? I think the La Liga protects players. When your competition comes down to two or three good teams a year, I mean, even the team, most of the teams that play in Europe from Spain don't make any noise. That's it's Real, true. Real, it's Atletico, it's Barcelona, and that's about it. Sometimes, sometimes Sevilla, sometimes Betis. And, and they are—they're basically only flashes in the pan. Exactly. I mean, 
you you really get no real challenges 80% of the games. Unless, You're not really threatened. Unless you come up against Denny Parejo. Denny Parejo. Um, so... I don't think the question is if he's the greatest. I mean, he's the greatest player in La Liga. His lack of international performance on the team that should do really well. Argentina is yeah, stacked true. most years, and he doesn't perform. But neither does neither does Portugal. So it's not like the second best player in the world's just mm. cranking him out. Yeah, that's know? true. Um, but that's tough, man. That's a that's a tough question. No, it's brutal. I it's, would argue he's not. I would argue he's not the best player we'll see in our lifetimes. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, probably not. I mean, if you just think of like the last forty years, fifty years, the amount of just incredible players, uh, you know. No, that's true. If you span it to sixty, seventy years, I mean, you include you're including Pele, uh, you know, uh, George Best, Johan Cruyff, yeah. um, Franz Beckenbauer. Yeah, yeah, you're getting I mean, all of them in there. You're, even Ronaldinho. Yeah, I, yeah. Zidane. It's it's to just cut and dry say he's the best, and that has that doesn't include what the next fifty years of of the sport could give us. You That's know what true. I mean? Um, but wow, is he a treat? Yeah, <laughs> so much fun to watch. Um, and to do it for as long as he has, it's phenomenal. And really, like not the not the flashiest, not like, but just does stuff that breaks the will of. Yeah, technically, he's just so good, and he has the right instincts for the game. Uh, yeah, uh, he's he, he's best player in the world. Um, I'm curious to see if he ends up leaving. Apparently he's been disgusted with Barcelona after this loss. Um, I'm curious to see if he leaves, if he can dominate. I mean, Cristiano has won a Premier League title, if I'm not mistaken. He won it with United. I'm pretty sure. Uh, he's won a La Liga title. He's now... Unless, Leading. Is looking more and more likely, especially after the win today against, um, against Lazio, that he's going to win... A Serie A title. Uh, we know he would, with ease, probably win. If he he could go to PSG and win the French League title, or he could go to Bayern and win the Bundesliga title. Yeah, he could do either I of mean, those. So that's not really, it's not, it's not a contest. So I'm curious if he could have done it over a long period of time in the Premier League. Because um, not many can. Yeah, that's uh, true. Uh, Sergio Aguero has won several titles with Manchester City. Um, I'm pretty sure Didier Drogba won the the Premier League title more than once with with Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Uh, so did Eden Hazard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, you don't get that many repeats uh, nowadays in the Prem. No. And it's not a cakewalk, and you get teams clawing it out. I mean. Liverpool hitting 100 points this year might be just a giant slap in the face to everything I'm saying right now. But but I but to think that they're going to be able to 
pull that off year after year after year, like days of I mean, old. There's a reason this is the first time they've won it in 30 years. Exactly. So. No, it's still it still definitely stands to be seen where that uh, where what happens. Yeah. But we could talk about something going on right now, something that's been interesting, soccer on the state side. MLS's back tournament. MLS's back tournament's been fun. Uh, I mean, first major league, uh, first professional sport in the States to really come back, mm-hmm. uh, other than some golf. Uh, and or some, NASCAR. And some NASCAR. But it, it, it's the first It's the first real like team, team sport. sport. Yeah. Uh, and it's the first really league. I mean, unless you're considering the PGA or... Uh, or the NASCAR Cup Series to be a league. Um, Which it is, but it's different because they're able to social distance. um, Yeah, then uh, it's the first, you know, traditional sport in in the sense, uh, field sport. And so um, it's been interesting to watch. I mean, we had the early scare with a couple of teams having to drop out, a couple of matches having to get postponed uh, because of positive tests. But it seems like they got it under control. And honestly, I'd say the games have been a lot of fun to watch. Some of the worst refereeing I have ever seen. Some of the most questionable use of VAR. Yeah, they they don't have the technology. So they're still trying to institute VAR rules without the technology in place. And the camera set up, for those of you who haven't gotten to watch. They use the coach's iPhone and they leave it on one of the flag corners and they just guess. It's basically like they get like... A dash cam for a uh, a prop plane that they're flying over the field, and they try and use that for replays. I mean, it's terrible. It's they're they're using like scaffolding topped cam, uh, you know, cameras placed at the top of scaffolding. They're using like these bird's eye views and fuzzy cameras. I mean, they're they're not placed properly angled for offsides calls. Uh, they're not high definition enough to be able to really distinguishably tell who the ball touched off of last in the box in the case of like questionable handball or deflections. Uh, it's it's been really it's been really at a cost to the game in my in my opinion. And so that's been that's been the big complaint I've had. But the quality of play has been great. Uh, obviously, seeing sports in a bubble is weird, especially because it's not a professional stadium. But I'm happy with the product. Somebody who's been starved for sports. Yeah, I've had I've had no objections to it. Uh, it's been it's been good to see. It's you know it's just good to have sports back and on television. It really and, is. And just an evening blocked out already, just so we can watch sports. Um, and but I think you're right. I think the fact that you know they're using the the stadiums and ESPN's wide world of sports complex, and they haven't retrofitted it to fit within the the new rules of the game that they're trying to enforce uh, and adopt. Uh, I think it I think it really hampers what the game is when you're when you're bringing in these new rules with really old technology. I think it really puts a damper on the whole. Uh, the whole like series, the whole events, because each each one of these games is critical, you know, for them making it to the round of sixteen. Well, not only that, uh, I mean, so the the qualifying games, if I'm not mistaken, the qualifying games count as regular season games. Yep. But then the round of sixteen 
is independent of the regular season standings, mm-hmm. but can provide you a place into the CONCACAF club. Was it the Club World Cup or the Champions I, League? CONCACAF I think Champions it's the League. CONCACAF Champions League, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know how much these clubs covet this. I, I don't know how big of a prestige and an honor that is to go to the Club World Cup because part of me also just thinks they'd get destroyed in the Club World Cup. And yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure every year, every MLS team that makes it Well, gets. I mean, we don't even know if the CONCACAF Champions League is Champions League. I'm, yeah, I'm mistaken. Yeah, it's all good. This is our first time. We're, we're, getting, we're getting used to it still. But no, it, I mean, I think any chance at a shot of hardware is important to a team. I think all teams value being able to put something in their trophy case. Um, I think that matters quite a bit to uh, to both players and to and to clubs. I think it's part of the prestige. I think it's part of the reason why you play. It's not the entire reason, but it's definitely part of it. That's true. Especially a team that hasn't really won anything yet. Exactly. And because of the way like the M- the MLS has its like playoff structure, you know, any chance to any chance to win hard work cuz when I mean when you're in the playoffs, no matter how well you finish in the regular season, it's still decided by a series of playoffs. Yeah, that's true. So, I think they've done a good job. I'm excited to see the upcoming games. Uh, I've been surprised by the play of certain teams the, like Seattle. Uh, Seattle's really underperformed. They won last night, but prior to that they really hadn't made any noise. Prior to um, that, they looked awful. Looked pretty bad. Yeah. Um, so, it's definitely a it's definitely a interesting. Uh, it's been an interesting format. It was a nice experiment. It kind of reminds me of what before this all shut down, how the NBA was talking about having a tournament style uh, in the middle mm-hmm. of the season. Yeah, the uh, Christmas time tournament they were planning. Yeah, it reminds me of something like that. I thought it was very innovative. Uh, to uh, it was a very innovative way to get back to the sport, get back into the game and get everybody playing again but it also I mean it's going to be interesting to see how they try and finish out the season if they try and finish out the season what would happen uh, how that would look so yeah we'll see now have you seen the news on the uh, the NHL how they're planning on doing their broadcasts for their return uh no no they're, what's they're, going on there? They're putting it on a five second delay, to uh to be able to uh, boop out any of the uh, any of the swearing any of the swearing that the players might get into on ice. Now my question is: Is five seconds enough? I was just gonna say. So you're gonna be listening to the game on mute? Yeah, like it's it, just gonna be quiet. No, you're gonna you're going to hear like you're gonna hear like random like swooshes of the ice, and then you're just going to hear. The, the censorship touch. You're just going to boop, boop. It's, it's going to be extremely disruptive. There's going to be just occasional little, little like, filler words like, mother. Yeah, yeah, no, you're going to... Is a fat. Yeah, exactly. You're, and it's, and it's going to slip through anyway. And I yeah. think I think that's, I mean, I think that's a large part in why uh, crowd noise has been added to so many of these broadcasts, even though it's awful, because it doesn't sync up. It makes no sense. 
makes me feel uncomfortable. I'm like, where's that noise coming from? Yeah, it's like, it's a crowd in my house. <laughs> I'm trying to social distance. Where is this crowd of people watching this game? How are they allowed to do this? Are they in Florida? Oh, oh yeah. Oh. No rules. Oh, they're all on the beach? <laughs> Nobody wearing a mask? Yeah, no, I I think I think you know they have to try and do something because when you are in broadcast television, you have to adhere to a certain code of conduct, uh, especially when it comes to language. And I think, but I, I don't think putting it on delay is going to help anything. I think you might as well just pump in as much fake crowd noise as you can, cover it up, and just let the players play. Yeah, I mean the delay seems like a pointless move. Yeah. Uh... Well, we had we had Stephen Adams, uh, NBA player for the uh, the Thunder. He's he's worried now about all the technical fouls that they're going to call because of players swearing and having you know obviously no like stadium and like ambient noise to be able to cover up you know the <laughs> distinguishing whether it's one of the players or one of the fans. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they're going to really be talking some smack to one another, and uh, yeah, no. That I would I I kind of would love that though i know part of me would love to see just like every five seconds i kind of i kind of wish that they would split the broadcast and be like listen if you want the, the, the just regular playing game audio you have to go to a certain certain link uh i mean i even heard them talking about doing something like this when uh in in really the greatest sports commentary of all time uh tony kornheiser and michael wilbon on PTI, we're Brace saying, me. we're saying, uh, basically, they're like, the big problem with this is people could lose their brands. Like, what's TMZ or what? You know, somebody says the N word or use a ho- uses a homophobic slur yeah. or uses, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Says something uh, disparaging about the disabled yes. or, you know what I mean? Say yeah. any of these things, then. All of a sudden, you're going to have especially you know, when social gets, media mobs coming after them. Especially when it gets people, taken out of the context people, of just being exactly. trash talk in a game. People are going to be demanding apologies. People are going to be... And so, I think the players are kind of also looking out for their personal interests. And they're, they're you know... Then, you know, it could get political at that point, And then it could get... You know, I mean, there's all sorts of different reasons why it's a bad idea even though everybody like you and me is like wouldn't that be just be great to hear everything they're saying <laughs> i want to hear i want to hear the shit that comes out of joel and bead's mouth of like of course but but also we're not going to be offended by quite literally anything exactly. that they could say where there are people with families that just want to watch the basketball games or little kids that are sixers fans or lakers yeah. fans or you know yeah and I you mean, really you have to appeal to all demos if you're trying to yeah. be a national sport yeah all right uh, I think we got time for one last story, and I, this is a story that we've had a lot of fun with. We've already talked about it a whole bunch, but the trademark troll for the <laughs> team, that football team in Washington D.C., yeah. whose uh, whose name we don't say anymore because yeah. it's a uh, mean. Uh, <laughs> he has he's agreed to relinquish the rights as long as they just agreed to change the team name, and this this man is. One, I love the fact that you, as a professional sports franchise, in the biggest sport in America, are showing like less class and are, are, are being less progressive than a trademark troll. 
Like that's how far behind on the curve you are, where you are you are behind somebody who's literally just trademarking things for fun. Yeah, and what's funny is like he's willing to give them to you for for free or for a dollar or yeah. for for just recognition yeah. or any of the above. He's offering them to you to try and take it, and yet the articles that I've seen and that have come out and the, and the the press coming out from this is there being like. <laughs> Well, what are we going to do? This guy has all of the, the <laughs> trademarks. And it's like, he's been like, no, no, you can have them. And they're like, oh, this trademark troll is going to be a real problem for Run. us changing the name. Uh, don't know if we can change it now. It's like, you should be building a statue of him outside the stadium. Yeah. With, yeah. You should. You Why should didn't be, he be the, like, co- kickoff coin toss guy for, like, ten years straight? Yeah. He, like, he should, he should be, he should be... With the PA announcer, they should they should sit no, them next no. to each other. The play-by-play guy just got kicked out for sexually harassing people. They should just have hit this guy. There we it. go. This is perfect. Why? Are, yeah, he could be the voice of the new Washington team name. Yeah, exactly. This, this guy, this guy's a hero, and uh, we we bravely support everything he's doing, and uh, and hopefully he and and the uh, the team and the uh, literal. And that douchebag Dan Snyder. Yeah, the literal uh, pile of garbage that gains sentience, who owns the team, uh, will sharpen up and be able to actually, you know, make adjustments. Yeah. We'll see. Well, I'm excited to see who the new fourth team that we get to shit on in the division is going to be called. It's going to be so great. It doesn't doesn't matter. They already suck, but it doesn't matter. I wish they would just call them the Riverboats for Ron Rivera. Yeah. Even though that has nothing to do with it Washington. has nothing to do with DC. The fact that Ron Rivera's calling the shots, though, it might be my, it might make them my second favorite team in the NFC East. I kind of like Swamp Monsters. Wait, they, you mean to tell me that they, that they won't have a raci- racist name, and Ron Rivera's in charge? Like I said, they're probably my second favorite team in the division at this well, point. Well, yeah, but that's not hard to do. I mean, I do like Saquon Barkley. Yeah, okay, but one player doesn't make a team. Well, except in their case. One player <laughs> does <laughs> quite explicitly make a team. Uh. All right. Well, I think that just about wraps it up here for us at the Balls Over the Top podcast. Yeah, thank you guys for listening, stopping yeah. by. And, Thanks for uh, sharing our first episode with us. If there's any feedback or, or yeah. uh, you know anything you guys want to hear us talk about, feel free to let us know. Yeah, follow us. Follow us on uh, on Twitter, on Instagram, on the YouTube's. You can get this, you can get this podcast anywhere. Yeah. So we uh, we hope you listen. We hope you enjoy, and uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. All righty.